up, y'all? Welcome back. This is episode two in a five-episode series. I'm going to attempt to do five shows in a row, a minimum of 10 minutes each episode. And this is the second one. And I feel good about it. I feel accomplished. It's two of five. And maybe I can do it and maybe I can't. But I probably will. I think I can. I think I can. I think I like totally can even. Okay, so what do you need to know? Well, today is day two of our attempting to potty train the demon child. I shouldn't say that. He's not a demon. But he is really smart. And it's gone relatively well, I think. He likes his big boy underwear. He's willing to sit on the potty, mostly for bribes. We tell him at the end of the day, he gets a special surprise. And they're not like huge surprises. Like yesterday, it was a book. Today, it's going to be a $2 dump truck. Tomorrow, the world. So it's going well. Uh, he, Yeah, we only went through four pairs of underwear yesterday. And today, so far, it was two. But he knows that he should be sitting on the potty. And today he pooped in his underwear a little bit, but Sarah caught it, that it was kind of poopy. So she ran and grabbed him and plopped it out into the potty and then had him sit on it. And he actually finished on the potty. And I don't know what it is like, okay, if you're not a mom and you're not a dad, you are a lesbian. I mean, if you're listening to the show and you're not a mom and you're not a dad, you're a lesbian and you've dealt with cat shit. These are all similar things because you're the parent of a four-legged beast. I am the parent of a two-legged beast. There's something that happens, I don't know why, because this is all very new to me, that uh, happens when it's like, when poop is contained in a diaper, to me it's like 100% less gross than it is sitting in a potty with like no water in it, or even if it's like in a toilet, because I remember potty training my niece, and she would take the most massive, massive man shits I had ever seen like it made me go like holy fuck like it would be like the length of her entire torso that's how big a shit she would take it was insane so there's something gross that happens in my mind when I was in charge of scooping out the poop or plopping out the poop uh into the toilet it grossed me out it was gross it was like one of those camouflage shits you know where it looks like camouflage like it's kind of the colors are okay this is getting too far this is too far some people can't handle poop talk I hope you're not eating right now Maybe you're having a Dunkin' Donuts coffee on the way to the office and I'm grossing you out. Anyway, there's some weird thing there where it's like contained in a diaper. Somehow it's okay. I don't know what it is. Maybe because you can kind of like smear it off his bum and then it stays closed and you don't really have to look at it. Ugh. Anyway, so I'm hoping it goes well. We're going to stay consistent every single day for the rest of his life. He'll be in big boy underwear. And if we have to change him eight fucking times because he pissed himself eight fucking times, so be it. But we went to Superstore early this morning and I, I, I do everything within my power to never go into a superstore bathroom. I don't know what the equivalent of superstore is. Maybe Walmart-ish. They're just, they always smell like shit and they're always kind of gross and you don't really want to touch anything. So I had to go, in the, in the hour we were at superstore, we went to the potty four fucking times. Three of those times because he said he had to go and he didn't and he just wanted to run to the bathroom because apparently it's like a fucking toddler hotspot. Everybody who's anybody goes there. So we get in there, we go into the handicap stall and he starts crawling around on his hands and knees. And I just think about his hands touching that floor and I think about the mop that touched that floor and I think about all kinds of germs and bacteria and it makes me grossed out. Like I stink. Don't get me wrong. I'm not some kind of germaphobe weirdo. Like I'm a smelly person. I just stink and I'm gross. But 
I think about that and I don't want him using those hands to touch his mouth. And then I go and wash his hands and then he goes and grabs the handle of the door of the bathroom to lead us out. Like I just washed his hands and he grabbed it and I was just like, oh, because you know how much fucking fecal matter is on those handles? Have you seen how many women do not wash their hands? Oh, when I was drunk with Sarah's brother, remember that night that led me to never drink more than two drinks ever again for the rest of my life in front of my in-laws? Yeah, that night where I decided that um, it would be a good idea to go to the men's room with Sarah's brother. Yeah. I went in the stall. I didn't try to pee standing up next to him in the urinal or anything because that would have been weird. That's the line. And I came out and I was like, oh, you wash your hands after you go to the bathroom? Like I, like he's a caveman or something? He's like, really, it's just for your benefit. If you weren't here, I wouldn't be washing my hands. And I thought that was really funny. But then I think about all these gross women that go and they, they don't, they're not, they're not washing. Sometimes they turn the water on and go through the motions and sprinkle some water on their hands and touch their hair. And I get it. I get that you're using toilet paper to wipe your noonie, usually. Nine times out of 10, you're doing that. But... There's a lot of people that weren't doing that. A lot of people that, that touched the handle, that maybe had shit on their hands. Then they, Like you're touching the handle to get out of the bathroom, like the stall. And then you go to this, use the soap. If you're going to go through the motions of pretending to wash your hands, just wash your hands. It's one extra step. It's just a little bit of soap, a little bit of scrubby scrubby, and you're done. But no, no, no. So I went, I went to the bathroom four fucking times at Superstore. Four times. That's a lot of times for me. I don't like to go. And the, every time we went, it the smell of shit was thicker and heartier every single time. And the fourth time was the absolute worst. I think there was someone in there shitting currently, which is fine. You got to shit, you got to shit. But fuck, man. It's just, I try to avoid it. And now I can't because now I have a, a potty training toddler and I have to go to the bathrooms. It, it seems like four times is going to be the minimum per trip. So I really hope you grasp this quickly because I just don't want to. And then we went to Costco for more excitement. And okay, I kind of regret not taking a picture of this woman from behind. I'm standing behind her in line because she was just, she was just unfortunate looking. And it's not her face. It was her chosen attire. And there's very few people that I feel more attractive than. So this should tell you how bad it was. She was wearing like black, uh, a black way too tight sweatshirt and a black pair of capri pants that were spandexy in the butt and she wasn't wearing underwear under it and the spandex had creeped up her ass so you could see her ass crack and it was basically like she wasn't wearing pants it was just they were so tight and so far jammed up her ass that she was like naked from the waist down virtually besides the skin pigment and the cellulite she was naked and I wanted to take a picture but I don't want to be that person to take that picture. I'm not that person. I won't be. I might be later, but I wasn't today. Have we learned nothing from Jennifer Lawrence? It was just like so over the top ridiculous. Like, did she not? Maybe you lose sensation when your ass gets that big. You don't feel that your ass is literally ingesting your pants. It was like she was bottomless. Did I mention that? Every time I close my eyes now, I can see it. It's just her weird kind of lopsided ass with the with the pants jammed up them just like can't you feel that pull that out and I just I was so mortified for her I thought if I take this picture I'm just going to be an asshole so I won't but instead it's like it's in my brain so I'm telling you to get it off of my chest because I can't handle it okay 
So that's what I did this morning. Fascinating, right? But yesterday, yesterday, remember how I told you my mom was an asshole and she yelled at me about the tomatoes and everything. And she just doesn't like to leave the house ever. She's kind of like a, an agoraphobe, like kind of, but like a lot. Yeah, she is. You know, she doesn't like to go for haircuts. She just doesn't like to leave the house. So I was like, that day we got into that big fight. I called her an old bitch and it wasn't a big fight. It was more of a playful fight, but I was kind of mad because it's like, why, why did we do all this if you're just going to throw yours in the freezer, which she won't, she'll forget them there until they all go rotten. But guess what? She came over. She stayed forever. It took a tremendous amount of time to cook down these tomatoes. And then we had this old timey, uh, it's, I think it's called a food mill where it's supposed to, you, you set it on a table, tighten it. And it's got a big funnel on top. You pour the hot tomatoes in and you turn this crank and the seeds and the pulp go out the back end and the juice flows through the front, which is what I thought we were going to use, which would make my life so much easier, except no one knew how to put it together. And my mom thought she had it, but then she put it in the wrong way and it got jammed and we couldn't fucking get it out. So I had to use like a food mill that like is round with a handle and it sits on top of a, a bowl and you just turn it. You put like a cup of tomatoes in and you just keep fucking turning it forever and ever and ever. And it took so long. It took my mom and I five hours. So 10 man hours of labor to make 10 and a half jars of sauce. And I think it was like 60 pounds of tomatoes we did. I think I did a case in a bit, which was just fucking insane. Cause there's like five, six, maybe seven pounds of tomatoes in one fucking jar. I was like, holy shit. I said, no wonder you stopped fucking doing this. She's like, see, I was trying to tell you it's a lot of work. And I had like romanticized this whole endeavor thinking, oh, this is going to be so much fun. It'll be old school. And it was fun at first. My mom and I split a bottle of red wine and uh, neither one of us can handle it. So I was kind of sauced making the sauce, if you know what I mean, if you catch what I'm, <laughs> okay. I don't know what happens to me. Sometimes I turn into like a 50s game show host where where I think I'm like super hilarious and it's just really punny and lame jokes, but that's cool. So we got drunk, did it up. And I didn't even try to cook my mom supper because I know she wouldn't fucking like anything I made because she doesn't, she only likes what she cooks and I only like what she cooks. So I say, let's do it up. So she cooked us supper too. So she came over, helped me make the sauce, made us supper. And then she went home and I loved it. I loved having her at my house. It was a lot of fun. We had some good laughs. We had some good I love my mom. She's awesome. And then comes the cunty neighbor, which I don't know if I've mentioned to you before, because I'm just trying to get this all done because I've got Gary coming up and he's going to have way funnier things to say than I do. Wow, my kid's coughing. I feel bad. I can hear him. I hope he falls back asleep. Okay, so my cunty neighbor, just to rehash everything, she lives next door to us. She's like, I don't know. She's got to be like 50 She's, she likes to rock out to some kind of fucking faggoty ass terrible music at quarter to six in the morning. Uh, somewhere between quarter to six and quarter after seven. She rocks out. She's getting ready. She's got fucking, what's that? Hungry, hungry as the wolf. Hungry like a wolf. It must be that. What's, what are songs from her youth? The 80s? What kind of hair band, hair metal is she listening to? I'm not sure. She's got it cranked up and the bass is so loud. It like vibrates my bed and not in a good way. It's just fucking irritating and it wakes me up and I can't fall back asleep because for half an hour while she's um, tucking her dick between her legs and asking if you, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me into a mirror wearing some fat woman's skin. She needs the music on. Totally understand. I get it. I get it. No problem. No fucking problem. So I, I left her a note and I, the music kept going and I thought maybe the note blew off. I left her another note. And I didn't knock on the door because I'm, I'm afraid of confrontation. So I taped the note up there. And then a few weeks later, 
She still hadn't stopped playing the music loudly. A few weeks later, she we both happened to be pulling into the garage at the same time. And she's outside. I'm getting Malcolm out of the car. And she peeks her head over to say hello. And I said, I said, hi, did you, did you get, did you get my note? No, what note? I'm like, well, the music you play in the morning while, while you're tucking your penis between your legs, it, um, it's really loud. Oh, oh yeah, I did get your note. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You got it? Okay. So you just kept playing the music loudly after you got the fucking note? And I was like, yeah, look, I totally don't want to cramp your style. I know you have the right to play the music as loudly as you want. And she's like, oh, no, 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 I'll turn it down. And I said, well, maybe you don't need to turn it down. Maybe if you just move the speakers off from up against the fucking wall we share, we won't have this problem. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'll try moving the speakers. I'll turn the bass down. That's no problem. It was like the most Canadian exchange there ever was in the history of the world. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be playing the music so loud. No, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be bothering you just because you're fucking waking me up every morning needlessly, you selfish cunt. Okay, it wasn't her fault. She didn't know she was making that much noise. She's like, I never hear anything from you guys. It's like, yeah, because we're fucking considerate. I mean, how hard do you have to rock out in the morning when you're that age? Pretty hard, apparently. Okay, so now she knows that it it's loud. And it's been fine. It was fine. It was fine for a month. It was fine for maybe even two months. And then lately, it's not so fine anymore. She's fucking doing it again. Whatever it is that she was doing, she's doing it again. Even though she knows that it's annoying to me. And it wakes us up every fucking day. So now what do I do? Threaten her? Well, that's an excellent suggestion. I will take that under advisement. I think I'm, if she wakes me up another morning while we're on vacation, while Sarah's home, I'm going to have to knock on her door. That'll be a good... Good fodder for this show. All right, let's hear what Gary has to say. He's at least funny. Mm. Sorry about today's show. But it's two of five. Two of five. This week, quantity, not quality. Every week, quantity, not quality. Hey, Sandra, it's Electric Gary. Sorry I've been absent for so long because I've been boring as shit because I've been busy as shit. But Mrs. Electric and I went to the Great White North and we're back to tell the tale. You have a nice country there. Full of a lot of nice folks. I'm sure you know that. Uh, we took a nice leisurely trip up. We're usually in a big hurry. And uh, let me recommend this because I think it's our new MO when it comes to vacations. Uh, give yourself a little time ahead and on the tail end. We left here on Saturday. We gave ourselves a chance to get the house clean, lawn mowed, all that stuff so you can come home to a nice place. And then we headed up to Portland from here, which is an hour and a half. We had a float, float tanks like uh, we often do. And then we went out to dinner and then drove up to Tacoma, Tacoma area and stayed in a real shithole hotel. Oh, my God. It was called the Best Night Inn. And thank Christ it was not the best night of our trip. Um, we get there. There's a line out the door of immigrant-looking folks, which is, you know, no big deal. But uh, they had a broken key machine, so the manager had to take every person to their own room uh, and then let them in and come back. And apparently they had a handwritten sign on the wall of the lobby. I didn't see it, but uh, Mrs. Electric did, that said uh, pretty much the effect of you have 10 minutes to reject your room. Otherwise, you fought the fucker. Like, if you're disgusted by this place, you fight. figure it out now because you, you wait 10 minutes. You're living here, which is a great policy. I recommend that one to all hotel owners. But uh, we get out of there uh, in the morning. We figure, well, let's just grab breakfast at a local Denny's or something. We pull up to this Denny's, and it's, again, seedy, kind of a, a nasty area. Some dude standing off a distance off in the parking lot smoking a cigarette or peeking around the corner of the building looking at us like, okay. And then, well, that's like one strike. So we get out. Okay, we'll go in. We start walking into the place, and there's a Hello Kitty claw machine in the, in the lobby. You can see through the door. Okay, fuck this. We're out of here. Hello Kitty, bad sign. 
So we decided to head into Seattle for breakfast. And uh, she gets on the phone and looks around and she finds this place called Biscuit Bitch. Well, can't beat a title like that, so let's go there. And they specialize in, like, sausage and biscuits and gravy and southern down-home cooking and whatnot. It's like, okay, cool, sounds good. So we find we find the place. It's this real little little teeny hole-in-the-wall place, but it's, of course, packed because it's hip. And we finally get in there, and the, the guy that's taking everybody's order is hilarious. You know, you're talking to people that you don't know as a customer service. You're out d- doing the mail, and you talk to customers. You generally don't use the word motherfucker. <laughs> Well, he he had no idea who we were, and you know we're not the youngest people in the world, but you know he's he's telling us about this custom, this group of table uh, table of customers that sat down over here. Well, these motherfuckers over here, they didn't follow the rules, and you see we got a system, and I'm like oh okay cool. So anyway, he was uh, he was colorful. Got our food. We're sitting at this little uh, little super rickety table out front. I've got a, a 16 ounce tea because uh, I'm not a coffee person sitting on the table, I took the lid off, could let it cool a little bit, and Mrs. Electra dropped her fork, and when she went down to get it, she bumped the table with her knee, douched me in tea, all right, done, right in my lap. I'm covered, everything, you know, food on the floor, it was or on the ground outside. Then I had to walk like five blocks back to the car, my shame all over the front of me, I couldn't tie a sweater around my waist to hide my shame, and it was hilarious because people would look at me and then quickly look away and and in deference to my obvious lack of bladder control. So we had a good laugh about that. Got in the car, got changed in the car, which is something that I've probably done more than I needed to on the streets of various cities. We went up to uh, Fremont and there's a big troll sculpture that's kind of uh, uh, Volkswagen crushed under one hand and took some pictures there. Anyway, the whole point is we've just had some time. So we took the time, we toddled up to the to Anacortes to get on the ferry and uh, Get on the ferry, it's a nice ride over. We meet a, a nice older Canadian couple, came and sat down with us. And uh, Ron and, and uh, uh, was it? No, it wasn't Melba, but no, a real similar name like that. She's the only one I've ever met that age, so she's going to be Melba forever. And uh, he's a concrete contractor. Apparently they do very well, but they get to go play. And just super nice folks, very indicative of uh, the Canadian Canadian peoples. So we uh, we get there and... Another uh, nice thing about the Canadian people is very trusting, very sweet. Uh, we rented a condo, uh, a little, like, probably 350-square-foot condo. And we found the woman online through, like, homesaway.com or whatever. She didn't uh, didn't require a deposit, didn't, didn't require a contract. It was like, just show up, text me, let me know you're here, pay cash, you're done. So we get there. She had given us the wrong phone number, so we're standing outside, starting to get a little chilly. I have no idea how to get a hold of her. Eventually, it gets all settled out. She comes, we pay her cash, and that was that. <laughs> so I'm glad it worked out so we didn't have to sleep in our car. But um, overall, uh, Victoria, obviously a beautiful place. That's the reputation. Um, I do wonder how it is, though, that people afford to eat there. God damn, the fucking groceries are expensive. And maybe it was just uh, BC or uh, Victoria versus maybe the rest of the country is not quite like that. Or maybe I'm bitching too much. But... When you guys come down here, it must be like coming to Mexico for when we go. And when you went to Mexico, it must have been like, Jesus Christ, you're fucking Rockefeller. But uh, I was a little taken aback by the, by the price of a few things. But otherwise, a uh, super nice place. Everybody seems really happy. I'm sure it's a very great metropolitan place to live. On, on Wednesday, we went to a church that uh, was having an organ, uh, pipe organ concert. We're, we're not into churches, but we do like pipe organs, which is a strange thing to be into. But um, So that like once a month, first Wednesday of the month, they have these lunchtime concerts so you can be in your office job and then go down and 
enjoy a, a full organ concert right there. Well, not full. I mean, just a half hour's worth of her banging away on the organ. But what a talent. You know, to be able to play with your hands and both feet and all these pedals and shit. And it's crazy. Uh, and then uh, poured like hell on Tuesday, but the weather was beautiful. It was sunny and warm and went to Bouchard Gardens and had had afternoon tea. And it was all very, very uh, sophisticated. And then we, uh, we went to the Empress Hotel, uh, just walked through there. And Jesus Christ, that place is insanely huge and really nice. And we clearly didn't belong there. So we just <laughs> kept on trucking. Um, we did discover the, uh, the joys of pulled pork poutine. And we feel... Like that's coming to the states. Gotta that's gotta make it here. I mean, how can you not? With every other way we have to clog our arteries, we don't have poutine, and uh, so we're trying to find a way to either talk somebody into or do ourselves a, a food truck that does various poutines because I think you could do very well there. And uh, yeah, so we we walked our asses off, went up to Craig Derrick Castle, and um, just checked things out. Very nice place, and uh, we'll probably try and make it back over to Vancouver or the like at some point, but. Uh, Nice place you got there. Oh, one thing is slow speed limits. Um, this kilometer thing makes you feel like you're going faster. You see a sign that says 90, but 90 is like 55. Do you, do you have speed limits wider than that? When you're out on the prairie, are you only allowed to go 90 kilometers per hour? Because that's bullshit. I don't know. Maybe that's why everybody's so happy there because they're not in any big hurry because they can't be. But it's, it's, it's really slow. Um, otherwise, yeah, great place, great times. And we were so happy to have come. And uh, now back to you. Cool. Thanks, Gary. I'm glad you enjoyed Canada, Victoria especially. I've never been there, but Sarah's parents have a condo in Victoria, so maybe someday. Someday, maybe, we'll get there. Uh, poutine is delicious if it's done properly and it's got the cheese girds and a really thick gravy and pulled pork on top of it sounds delicious. It's almost sensual. To someone as fat as I am, oh, God, that's it's, it's erotic. Uh, groceries are extremely expensive here compared to the States, I find. Uh, the prices in restaurants, also expensive. I don't really know why that is, but like when people go to the States, like we, my sister got a membership at Sam's Club, so I shared it with her. And uh, the teller's like, oh, we can always tell who's from Canada because they always load up on chicken breast and cheese. Because like you can get a huge brick, like a restaurant size brick of cheese for for what was it, $14? And here it would have been 30 Yeah, yeah, groceries are expensive here. But Victoria might be even more expensive because it's like an island, right? I think it's an island. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's an island. So that must make it even more expensive because now they've got to ferry everything over there. But someday I'd like to get there. Someday. Um, I wrote down empty. Why did I write down empty? Oh, right. I wanted to know, because you've kind of did like an Airbnb type thing, your home away from home or what did they call it, where you rent someone's condo. Like, was it empty? Did she have stuff in her drawers? Was it her house? Did she just go stay somewhere else for the time you stayed there? Did you root through her stuff? Did she have any preparation each? What's the deal there? And what else? Yeah, the speed limit sucks. Um, It's mostly 100 on the highways that I've been on. And not all highways are double lane highways. Some highways are single lane highways and they're a hundred. There's one like 10 minute stretch from Winnipeg down to the border, down to North Dakota, where you can do 110 for about 10 minutes. And other than that, that's it. It's just too slow. But they're trying to raise the speed limit to 110, but they're just worried that people are going to die because it gets so dangerous here in the winter on the highways, I'd assume. I don't really travel on the highways in the winter because I don't have a death wish. 
yeah okay i think i think that's it i'm glad you had a good time i really want to get to victoria sometimes sarah was sarah's mom said we could go and stay in the condo this week that we're off but we just don't have any fucking money and although she said she would fly us like my in-laws are the best she said she would fly us they have like uh frequent flyer miles so she said they would give us the points to go and we just have to pay for the food but it's never just the food it's like you just end up buying dumb shit and i don't have any money to go and buy dumb shit we just spent tons of money buying groceries today i cannot we spent like 290 bucks on fucking groceries for two and a half people how does that happen it's quinoa that's what it is our budget's wasted on quinoa 20 bucks for a bag of quinoa holy fuck anyway oh right i want to tell you uh this is kind of disgusting so if you're if you get grossed out about me talking about my clitoris now would be a time to turn this off so okay left a nice big pause there so they could have they could have stopped fast forward about three minutes and you'll be good um i was making pickles and pickled jalapenos the other weekend because you know that's what i do now you know about my passion my passion being canning canning's my passion i need a t-shirt that says something like that uh right so i was making uh pickled jalapenos um and i had i had cut up about 15 or 16 jalapenos and my mom told me uh, i think her exact words were wear gloves stupid or you're gonna get it in your eye okay and i took i took what she said under advisement and then i thought well you're old and there's no way that I'm going to cut jalapenos in the morning and 10 hours later, my fingers are still going to have peppers on them. Like I wash my hands probably about 10 or 15 times a day. And uh, yeah, so I thought I was right. And then I went to go take my contact lenses out and it burned like mace in my eye. Yeah, it burned. And then I realized that I had to take the other one out. So I, I maced both my eyes. It was awesome. Best thing ever. And then I had some time alone. Um before bed and I was alone. Sarah was downstairs watching TV. So I thought, why not just take a little visit south of the border? Just poke around down there, make sure everything's still in working order. Um, count my labia, maybe take a zip by the old clitoris and see what's up. And uh, yeah, it, that burned too. That burned too. But I got to tell you, in a not unpleasant way, it was not bad. It was kind of good. I thought, I don't know that I'd want to rub a habanero against my clitoris, but the little bit, like the, the, the strength of the spice in my eyes made me want to die. But on my clitoris, not bad. Not bad. Maybe, maybe somebody should get on that. Some little, some kind of like spicy lube that doubles, you know, it could be a lubricant and a seasoning. Something for you to think about there. That's a million dollar idea. Someone get on that. It wasn't bad. I recommend it. Carefully, with caution. Don't, uh. Don't do it and not tell your female sexual partner that you have spicy hands, okay? You might want to mention it. Let her warn her, like, give her a warning. She needs to be notified. But a little bit of spice wasn't too shabby. Okay, that's it, I think. I can't think of anything else right now. I've got to save something for tomorrow. Potty training, check. Jalapeno masturbation, check. If anybody finds my phone and gets a hold of these notes, they're going to think I'm a fucking sociopath, because I am a sociopath. Uh, yep, yep. Winning the lottery, yep. Midgets dropping food, yep. Yep, cunty music, neighbor, yep. Oh, Winnipeg podcast community. Okay, I was uh, approached, proposition, some might say, to join a Winnipeg podcasting alliance or whatever. So some guy 
messaged me on Facebook and I was like, fuck, sure. Why not? Like, uh, what do you call it? It's not, a, he called it a Winnipeg podcast community, but I think it's more like a channel, maybe like a, a podcasting channel. What do you call that? When people all kind of get together and plug each other's shows and have a network. That's what it is. A podcasting network. So whatever. I'll fucking do whatever. I don't care. What am I worried? Someone's going to steal my content, all my valuable content. Yeah. Cause it's so important and I'm so witty. No. Okay, so I'll join that. I, I don't know. I'll find out more and tell you more about where you can not listen to me on that. Okay, iTunes reviews, please do. Rainbow Bright, still my favorite. Uh, Sandra D. Sanchez on Twitter, Facebook, change of address Facebook page, change of address 69 at gmail.com. I think that's it. Talk to you tomorrow, I guess. Tomorrow's three of five. And once I hit five of five, well, I guess that's it. I'm going to have to end the show. Just kidding, I'm paid till November. I won't end it till then. Bye. I love you iTunes. Meow. Meow. Meow.